What would a few days away do for you? I routinely find myself overworked and in need of a break, but what kind of break do you need now? This is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 519, Retreat to the Woods, a weekend to de-stress and reconnect with Tessa Sanders. Good morning and welcome to the 5AM Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, my wife Tessa and I discuss our recent getaway to a hotel in the woods near our house, how we made the most of our short trip, and how you can optimize your next retreat for a wonderfully refreshing break. Let's dig in. And welcome back to the 5AM Miracle Studios. And I am once again joined by my lovely wife, Tessa. Tessa, welcome back. Thank you. It's always great to have you here. Uh, you know, One of the things that I hear frequently, and this is probably the most frequent email I get, is people requesting, I'm not going to say begging, but they are <laughs> excited to have you back on the show as often as possible. So I'm glad you're back. Oh, it's good to be here. This is going to be a great episode to discuss so many things that I think are not just related to what the 5A Miracle has stood for for the last 10 years, but where we are also now in the sense that we're talking about a retreat. We're talking about de-stressing, reconnecting, uh, productivity lists, but then trying to get rid of those two find a new rhythm, maybe a pause in the chaos, if you will. That's basically how I'm framing this conversation, because I know for me personally, I have needed, desperately needed the chance to get away for a while. And so that's what we did just last weekend. And now we're going to talk about that with the intention of not just reflecting on our own experience, but then, of course, for you, the listener, to be able to take something from this and make more for your life. Add in retreats, add in pauses on purpose, right? Get, you know, be productive, but not to the sense that you are crumbling and desperately need to take a break. So how did you feel? Let's just start here. How did you like emotionally feel about the weekend and where well, are you today about it? Do you want to describe like what we did? I am. Okay. I want first. To fir I want to first start with like, okay. how do you feel about it? Um. So as is typically the case when I have like travel planned or people coming to visit or we're going like any of that stuff it just sneaks up on me i'm so mm. used to just like this is what i do on this day you know i have my normal week flow i've got my normal weekend flow going on and especially around the holidays or during travel i'm always like oh crap we're going like tomorrow or today <laughs> or something and i'm aware that lots of people have put plans together and often i just sort of show up and i'm like what are we doing and I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it. So it, mm. it sort of caught me off guard, which is pretty typical for me. Yeah, I, I would say that even <laughs> this was on our calendar for a long time. And even when the date showed up, it was like, oh, yeah, we're leaving today. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's happening now. And I find that as much as I like to pre-plan, as much as I like to be organized, somehow things like this sneak up on us. And I don't know how we find ourselves there all the time. I think I think it's because a lot of my organizational structures are around work. Mm. So I have like my work calendar. I look Good at my point. calendar and I have, I sort of plan, like I put 
things on my calendar for the weekends or travel or whatever. But I don't look at my like work structures. I don't look at my calendar. I don't look at my work to do list when I'm not at work. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it. Yeah, that's how it sort of sneaks up on us because like I didn't put time in my working schedule to think about this non-work thing. Which is an interesting point, too, in terms of if you are going to plan a a vacation, a holiday, a break, a retreat, that work and the way you plan your schedule is directly tied to that. I mean, how you get things done ahead of time, how you get things done when you get back from the trip, it's all related, right? It's It's your life. Everything is connected. And I think that just a lack of preparation in that sense is an opportunity to structure your work differently. So these kinds of things can be a much smoother transition. Right. I think also if you're trying to like really step away from work and really if you plan to be unavailable, it has to be in a time in your work calendar where that is like appropriate, acceptable, a good idea. You know, I wouldn't have done this in the middle of a week right during finals week, you know, as a professor, it's very busy. So like doing it at a time that makes sense for my workflow so that I don't have to be checking emails. I don't have to be checking in with people. It's not really likely that some emergency is going to happen that can't be dealt with on Monday. Right. So I want to back this up to kind of clarify where this came from for us. So we have this whole, like we usually do when we talk on the, on the podcast, we have this whole nice, lovely outline of, of ideas. Are and we so sticking with it so far? We are, no, we went off script immediately. <laughs> Already? We went off script the second we started talking, which is wonderful. Uh, but I want to get back to the script now. Stay okay. a little more, okay. little more organized. And so the, the title of the episode this week is around a retreat in the woods with a focus on de-stressing and reconnecting. Now, the thing about this is, is that that was never the intent for this weekend. The intent for this weekend was for me to run a 50-kilometer trail ultra marathon in the woods. Guess what? That didn't happen. (laughs) So I had this on my calendar for 10 months. I signed up for the race back in February of last year, and it was... It was an ambitious goal because I had this really great year planned out for my calendar and thought I'm going to get back into ultra trail running in a really profound way. And I found a race that's literally 25 miles from our house in the woods here near Nashville. And so I signed up for it and I planned my calendar around it. And almost instantly I had illnesses, travel, crazy work schedules, just you name it. Lots of other things that I viewed as more important than training for this race. So as the date and the calendar got closer, I realized pretty pretty obviously I'm not prepared for this. And any attempt for me to run 50 kilometers is going to result in lots of personal health problems. So I backed off on that idea. And then I pitched you to say, do you want to come with me? I already have a hotel booked for two nights in the woods at a really lovely hotel. Why not just make it a retreat weekend? So this kind of was not the intent. It just happened to show up as an opportunity to say we could spend some time together, and then it worked out that way. Right. We knew it was on the calendar. Yeah, so we already had, this is kind of the key point, we already had our grandparents lined up to watch our girls. We already had the time uh, booked uh, to be away. That was already already planned, but what we did on the trip shifted yeah. dramatically. <laughs> so the initial why for this weekend was the, the marathon. Once that was off the calendar, Then it became a question of, well, now that we have this time, what should we do with it? Which I have seen this a lot in the world of productivity where an opportunity pops up and then it's a question of what can I get from this now? Like, can I pivot and still make this valuable? 
And so I thought that because this is happening for us in the middle of the holiday season, we're stressed, we're busy, there's a lot going on. What a great chance to disconnect, a great chance to de-stress, decompress, and find a little bit of, of calm in the storm, so to speak. And then there actually was a storm we were there. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually directly not metaphorical. Anyway, so the why for us shifted from marathon to de-stressing. How does that in the past, like how has it worked for you? Let's just say from a general sense of taking a break to go on vacation of a holiday. Do you find those kinds of things de-stressing in general? Um, not normally. I am the type of person who I want my to-do list to be very short. Mm. And then when I've done all the things, then I feel like I can take a break. It doesn't, right. I, you know, I've always been around people who take off like a certain day of the week or whatever, just to relax. And I find it really hard to relax if I have a huge list and I really just want to do my to-dos Right. So that I can take a break. And I understand that sometimes that means that, like, by the time I get to the end of my to-do list, there's more to-dos, and so I never get the break. Um, but I do find it really hard to um, take a break when I feel like there are things looming over me, undone tasks. Um, and so I think, for me, it was really helpful to, like, leave our space, our house, our work, like, physically go to a different space where I can't do my to-dos so that I could get some distance from them which isn't normally how i like to do it i just like to do the things um, right but in this situation i think it worked what if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day when you're learning a new language with my sponsor Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing and if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. First of all, where we were at this hotel had terrible Wi-Fi and almost no cell signal, so we couldn't even get on the computer if we wanted to. Really, that's that was not part well of enough it. to do work. No, there's no way you could do work. You'd barely do like a you know a phone call. Like it right. was pretty secluded. The second piece, though, what you're talking about here in terms of trying to get the work done before you leave, do you think it's more of a perspective of the tasks that are urgent and important that you want to get done before you leave versus the things that you could postpone without a, a consequence down the road. Like, is that how you want your, your, you know, to take a break and to say like, I'm going to stop work here and restart later. How can you feel comfortable in that position? Yeah, I think you're right. It does have a lot to do with like the timeline. 
Yeah. Um, so even when we got there, I don't know if this was as meaningful for you as it was for me, but when we first got there, I was like, what are we even doing here? Right. And then I was like, <laughs> I have something that is looming over me that has a deadline, and I'm not going to really be able to do much unless I until I get this out of the way. Yes. And so we like did stop at that moment and like do it so I could be like, oh, I've got that done. Well, and we did this at the retreat, the yes, first night we got there. Which was not the intent. No. So we, we, we arrived there. And within like an hour and a half of, of being at the hotel, we stopped. We did like an hour's worth of work. And then we began the retreat after that. Yeah. And I think it was able to say, okay, this thing is time, time bound. It's timely. I need to get it done. And everything else can wait until Monday or whenever. Right. Right. Okay. So from that perspective, we kind of set out, this is where the, the goals kind of kick in. Because once I decided there's no more marathon, I'm going to be taking the chance to decompress. I made a list of two categories of things I wanted to get done on this this retreat. The first was to de-stress. And the second was what I called creativity, which is kind of a big general sense of what that means. So with de-stressing, I wrote down, because we're in the woods, I want to go hiking. I know there's a trail there because that was the point of the marathon. And I've been to this park a million times. I love it. It's very close to our house. The second thing I wanted to do were what I was calling like dates with Tessa. So it was like any chance we could like eat a meal together, which was all of them. We had the <laughs> chance to have like a little date time. Potentially we could do things like watch movies or take naps. All of this around the idea of if we're not working, let's definitely not work. Mm -hmm. Like that was my first real goal of saying, the. I, I know for me personally, for me to have creative breakthroughs and to feel fulfilled and refreshed and ready to go again, I have to really stop and like put everything away. Cause like to your point earlier, it's like, if I have a task list, I'm just going to keep going. Right. Like I'm a, I'm a little bunny here. Just keeps on moving. Like someone has to stop me. <laughs> Otherwise I'll just keep going. Well, and I don't think I really knew what we were like. I did not have this, this paradigm in my head of like what the goals of this weekend were. <laughs> so multiple times I was like, what is the purpose of this? Like, what are we doing here? And mm -hmm. I had like, I had books that I would like to read. And I had thought through like, here's some work I could do without the internet. Or if he's, you know, if he wants to do like separate work time. Like I had sort of Which thought Which was on the list through. as an idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what are we doing? And so it took a few times for me to figure out like, what is like, what is the purpose here so that I could like figure out what I wanted to do based on like what we were trying to achieve. Well, even when we were packing, you're asking me these questions of, do I pack a swimsuit or books or like fancy what's clothes. fancy clothes and casual clothes? And what are we even doing to this? And I was like, yes to all of all it. All of it. <laughs> Just put it all in there. Not helpful in like, um, yeah. you know, packing. But I do think, you know, we've traveled within the past year on all sorts of different trips. We've traveled yeah. trips with kids. We've traveled very minimalist um, internationally, you know, and it's for us to sort of figure out like, okay, is this going to be, obviously we didn't take our kids. So that was a right. big difference in terms of packing and what our schedule was going to be. Um, but also we decided as we usually do to bring a whole bunch of stuff with us. <laughs> so really sort of recreating some of the comforts of home elsewhere instead of like we have done in some situations sort of, um, going a more minimalist approach and sort of more, um, you know, not quite so cozy. We really this time intended for this to be like very like cozy and um, relaxing. There's lots of blankets, lots of chocolate. Like right. it was we just brought, <laughs> yeah, we brought treats and things like that to right to set that tone, which was good. Yeah. Um, so my first, you know, category here: goals were de-stressing activities, 
And then the second goal around creativity, this is why I packed a book because I want to do some reading, even though I didn't touch the book we the never, entire trip. I never, never read, read the, the book. Yeah. I always pack a book mm-hmm. and never read it. I don't know what my deal is. Um, but along the lines of creativity, I was considering doing brainstorming. There were some business ideas I wanted to hash through, um, you know, kind of like end of year and then planning for the next year coming up kind of uh, kind of focus because I wanted, really wanted ideally to decompress and then pivot towards creativity in the same weekend. And this is a point you and I were discussing before our, our talk today was that it takes a lot longer to do that. And I, I'll use the example here I've done before of, you know, years ago, over a decade ago, my dad and brother and I went to Yellowstone on a backcountry camping experience. We're talking no cell service, you know, in a tent for about nine days, eight days, like in the woods for a while, well over a week, totally disconnected. And when we're, you're backpacking and you're out there in the woods, you are in nature, there's no tech, you're forced to be present. And it still took me four solid days of that experience to finally emotionally disconnect from my normal life. And this was like you know, before I had kids long ago, like a totally different lifestyle back then, but it's, it's the same today. It takes a while to really let go of your day-to-day life and disconnect in that way. So for us to have basically, what, 48 hours, even less than that for this weekend, it wasn't enough time to fully disconnect, to then pivot towards creativity. Even though that was my intention, it was never enough time for that. Do you feel like you were able to bring any of that like relaxation, creative juice back into your normal life? So then that was my second kind of question to myself was, if I have 48 hours for this retreat and the then the sole purpose is just de-stressing, it's just disconnect so that on Monday morning when I come back, mm-hmm. I could then be refreshed and, and go from there. Uh, in theory, it would have worked. The problem was I didn't sleep well in the hotel. Uh, and this is a common thing for me when I travel, is that, especially the first night in a hotel. I just can't sleep well. I wake up groggy, tired. It was restless. And so for me, most of the weekend was just like this bummer of like, man, I didn't sleep well. So I can't really ever get into that that rhythm that I wanted, which was unfortunate. I think it's hard also going from waking up at a very early hour mm. to sleeping in. Like every yeah, time I'm like, I, you know, grandparents are watching the kids like we can sleep in. We might, you know, we might miss breakfast. The hotel breakfast ends at 10. Like we might miss it. And at like six o'clock, I'm like, all right, well, here we are. <laughs> I slept in a little bit. It's just how you can't just tell your body suddenly to like sleep in when you've gone yes. know, a long time waking up before the birds. Right. But fortunately, I think that even with that, let's say that, that shorter focus, we have, you know, 48 hours. The good news around this retreat for us is that this hotel that we stayed at is in the middle of a state park uh, here near Nashville. And it's you're just surrounded by the woods. There's literally a lake outside of our hotel room. It's it's really just like nature-rific in that sense. <laughs> like that's all it is. And so it's so much faster to disconnect when you just see trees and wind, see wind, but you see like nature is all around you. And because of that, and there is no computer, there is no business, it's a lot faster to then just breathe and be. I think it was helpful, too, that it was so close by. So, like, we drove yes. for, like, 25 minutes, maybe. Right. And I felt like we were in a totally different world. Like, I, yeah. you know, you know that park more than I do. So, like, it's more familiar to you. Um, and there's, like, one area that I was like, oh, we've been here recently. <laughs> but generally, like, when we were in the hotel or when we were hiking, it felt like a totally different world for me. But it was nice to, like, be able to work 
and do you know all the packing and everything on Friday and then suddenly sort of be where we were trying to be. I mean, I would call this the equivalent of a staycation, right? Because you're nearby your house, but you're not in the same place. Um, this happened recently. I was at a speaking engagement about a month ago at, at a hotel here in Nashville. And I went to this hotel that I've never been to before. And it felt like a new world. Like it's literally 15 minutes from my house. And I was like, this is, just feels so new and fresh. And like, you can get that sense of experience where you already live, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a fascinating thing. You don't need to be on an airplane or driving for many hours. You can do it close by and still get the same benefits that we're, that you and I, at least, were striving for on this experience. Yeah, and you can get into it quicker, so you have more time right. to retreat. Yes. Um, because you're not spending all this time with travel arrangements and all that. Right. So, from that perspective, we decided what these goals were going to be. What do you think your experience was like in terms of de-stressing? Did you personally leave the weekend feeling like this achieved what you wanted it to be? I mean, I feel like we were able to connect a bit more than yeah. we normally do. Like in True. our normal life, we don't always have like one-on-one time. Well, it was nonstop Tessa and Jeff time. And it was during the day. So like in our in our normal life, sometimes we will connect with each other, but it's at like 10 o'clock at night right. when I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. And then we end up like bantering and talking about stuff. But it's and really, staying up it's, late, but it's, but it's fast paced. It, it's right. hectic. It's stressful. It's like, we got to go to bed real fast. It's like, it's not relaxing. It's yeah. not fun. Yeah. It just is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, when we're doing fun stuff with the girls, you know, it, again, like it can be exciting, but we don't get, we don't connect with each other a whole lot. Right. So to be able to just like have, you know, conversations with each other, um, I thought was lovely. So in terms of the actual activities that we had here, uh, the first thing, once we woke up on Saturday morning, this is the the race day for the marathon. And the one main activity that I wanted us to experience together was hiking. There was a rain in the forecast and a possible storm, which did end up happening. We'll get to that in a second. But my intention was, at at the very least, for you and I to get into the woods together and go for a hike. And immediately we encountered all the racers, all the runners that were on all the trails around yeah. us. Well, we tried to sort of figure out like, okay, here's where the runners are going to be. So we'll go somewhere else that yeah. won't be in their way. And Oops. they were just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There were three different races. And so I think. Well, three distances you could run. Yeah. And so they all overlapped just perfectly to always be everywhere all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, definitely, it felt like in the race, like area. And then we wound up volunteering on accident, sort of like giving directions oh, to people, yeah. and like it was, <laughs> it was fun. It was it was good. The runners did a great job. They did an excellent job. Yeah, Very yeah. proud of them. And maybe I'll join them next year. <laughs> um, so what we wound up doing was hiking, you know, four to five miles or so, and had a, a pretty good morning hike. And then we pivoted towards the afternoon, which I was uncertain about because it's kind of the whole point of the weekend. We wanted to keep it open, right? And just kind of like, what do you feel like you want to do next? Um, we wound up getting some Mexican food for lunch, which was great. I think Love you wanted tacos. to take a nap. My goal was then a nap. <laughs> I didn't sleep well, so I wanted to take a nap and maybe read and, and hang out in the hotel. But you were dying for another activity. So tell us about what you wanted to do. So I was reading the little pamphlet in the hotel, and they were talking about local like attractions in this pretty small town. Or oh, actually, yeah. it was like in the next closest small town. So this is, let's just be more specific <laughs> here. So welcome back. We just had a lovely tech error and... Uh, you know, the podcast studio is just a ball of laughs a lot. <laughs> that's that's all this is. It's like the more tech that I add to make this show better, the more problems that can happen. It's just the way things go. There's a lot going on in here. Oh, there's a lot. 
there are bells and whistles aplenty in this place. <laughs> of course, something was going to go wrong. Um, so let's get back to where I left off before, which was being specific about where we were in this oh, yeah. location. So Montgomery Bell State Park next to Dixon, Tennessee, uh, small town. And so we honestly have spent almost no time there. Like for it's so close, and yet we don't we don't go. Well, there's not much there. There's not. Uh, it's people, not really like a destination. People who live there <laughs> might beg to differ, but it, it yeah. But I was reading the um, little magazine thing that was in the hotel room about all the fun stuff to do with Dixon, <laughs> um, and um, one of the things that came up was like a pottery painting studio or whatever where you like pick out actually we didn't really know what it was but when we got there we realized it was one of those things where you pick out pottery that you want to paint and then you paint it or glaze it or whatever it is um and so we spent the afternoon doing that instead of letting you take your nap which actually worked out to be wonderful um i you know in the past experiences i've done paint by number uh, a lot a few years ago and so i have just our garage is filled with these weird paintings that I've done, mostly because I really find it to be so relaxing. It's like a really therapeutic way to say, I don't have to be creative. I can just literally fill in the numbers, just say, here's red, put it in this square. Here's blue, put it here. And it's just so simple and so peaceful in that sense. And so we have these little creatures that were, you know, prefab pottery. We could then take the paint and just, you know, decorate them. It took I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours we were there. And it was great. It was a very chill activity that did not require me to turn my brain on in any way. I could just be and just do the activity, uh, which is not how I usually function. Like That's why it was so good for me because I never liked that. So then when I am, it's so different. It's just this really like a new me comes out. Yeah, I think in our present life, mine at least, I feel like I'm rushing a lot. Mm. I'm like constantly like, okay, I got to get up. I got to get ready in time. I got to be at work on time. I'm trying to do as much as I can at work. I got to yes. go pick Maisie up on time. We got to get somewhere else on time. You know, we don't have a lot of time to do this. Bedtime is coming. I mean, I feel like I'm just constantly kind of trying to squeeze things that take longer into a shorter amount of time. And when we were painting this pottery, there were a couple of times where it was like, oh, I'm almost done. And I sort of found myself reminding both of us, like, we can take as long as we want on this. Right. Like, it doesn't have to finish. <laughs> um soon and we picked different um things to paint so the thing that i picked was not really that elaborate yours is a bit more elaborate and so it also was like i'm done and you're not and that's okay and i'll just sit here until you're done and you can take all the time you need and to have that luxury of time um is it's so rare yeah i mean that kind of time to say even like the idea that you stopped you were done and you just kind of sat there and watched me paint like, I don't have any time in my life where I just sit and watch someone do something like that. I really like watching you. I well, was just sitting there. Right. But even just <laughs> just the, the act of just sitting somewhere is such a weird thing. Like, I did an episode of my podcast uh, recently in the last few, you know, a couple months where I was talking about the idea of don't just do something, sit there. Because it's the hardest thing to do when you're a busybody. When you're a high achiever with a long to-do list, that idea sounds so counterproductive and such a waste of time. Right? It sounds dumb in many ways. And yet when it happens, you're like, oh, that's why people do this, because it's like a necessary therapy 
to say, like, I can just be and it's going to be fine. Well, it's so counter to the narratives we hear about productivity. Right. And I think people would say, like, okay, I'm going to stop being productive and do this. But, like, we've seen that this is productive in this moment and it's helping us meet a certain goal, which I think is what productivity means. Right. It's just not sort of the typical definition of productivity. Right. Air quotes around that. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. So when we were in this, also really kind of funny to me now, we were at this pottery studio and my mom kept texting me, who was watching our girls. And at first I'm thinking like, is there a problem with them? And then realized, no, she's just kind of paranoid about the weather. I'm like, well, that's typical for my mom. Then we find out there's actually a pretty big storm coming and it might be serious. So we like escaped the pottery studio. We, we fled back to the hotel. We get there and we watch the storm roll through, which we love storms. We've yeah. done this for a long time where, you know, a big storm comes through. We can see all the thunder and lightning and it's it's very entertaining. Turns out this storm is actually pretty deadly. Tornadoes that literally killed people. And we watched this thing come through. And it was bizarre because I could see circulation in the clouds and we're like experiencing this. What didn't, it was no problem for us where we were, but there was for other people nearby. And it's bizarre to have been like to seen this thing happen. And like, this is our relaxing weekend. It still was chill for us, but it just, it really put a spin on the whole thing when we got back. Well, and I think it also reinforced this idea that like, we're not doing anything. Like we got back to the hotel yeah. and we're like, now we're going to stay here at least until the storm clears up. And we didn't really know how long that was going to be. But, um, you know, I think it just added to the relaxation in that like, we're staying in the hotel. We're going to eat at this restaurant again. Mm-hmm. We're going to then come back and hang out in the hotel room and talk with each other. And, you know, that I think helped keep us from like just adding another activity and adding another activity to just, again, sort of just be like, we're just hanging out. Which is, I mean, it's it's a very comforting thing to think that time is on your side, that you can just flex and it's not going to cause a big stir. Like normally in my life, if something goes too, for too long, you know, I scheduled an hour. It took an hour and a half. Uh-oh. Like, it's a problem, right? Everything else gets bumped back. The schedules have to shift. And to be able to say, like, no, there's no issue there. It can take an hour and a half. It can take six hours. Fine. We're just going to be here anyway. 
And that's such a different frame of mind, a different way to live. Well, and I, I feel like we've we've come to this idea before of like wanting to increase margin. And so I'll add margin in on my calendar or I'll <laughs> add like hours, you know, at the end of the week to like reflect and regroup. And over time, those things just get eaten into. Like I just end up putting stuff in there or getting rid of those. Like it's it's much easier to say like I want to create a life that has margin than it is to actually do it. Right. And I think I'm filling my life up with things that also bring me a lot of joy. So it's not like, I mean, you all can probably tell, like, I love my job. I love spending time <laughs> with my kids. And those things are also tiring to me. So it's yeah. like, you know, I'll say, oh, I want more margin. I'm not going to book every night this week. And then I do book every night this week. And I'm busy. <laughs> and I'm hanging out with friends. And I'm seeing people. And I'm taking the girls to fun things, which brings me a lot of joy. But then at the end of the week, it's like, oh, wow, like, this week was exhausting. And we've had a few of these in a row. And so I think this was, again, a good reminder that like my ideal life is one that has breaks in it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of the next point I wanted to get to is this idea of scheduling these things in advance because part of this has to do with, I think, one of two ways you could view it. The first is, I mean, I'm going to pre-plan a holiday, a vacation, time off because I just like to travel or I like to have a chance to get away. But the other component is the spontaneous like response to stress, right? You could say like, I have a, you know, in six months from now, we're going to go on a vacation is different than saying I am burned out. And if I don't get away this weekend, like something bad's going to happen. And I feel like this trip almost felt like that. It felt less of the pre-planned nature, even though it was, and felt more like we desperately need this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really puts us a, a, a different take on what this is to say like, if you can respond to your life and say, I am the life I'm living, my rhythm is is packed and that's a problem. These you know trips away give you that perspective to say, what if I come back and do things differently? What if I come back and underplan my schedule and have that margin built in as the norm, not the exception? Mm-hmm. And once that shift happens, then planning a vacation six months from now feels much more relaxing in of itself. It's more just like a different experience as opposed to a desperate therapy that needs to save me from the chaos that I'm in. Yeah. And I think I'm so bound by my calendar that if I don't put stuff on my calendar, I won't hold time for it. Right. So for me to say, you know, six months from now, should I block off a weekend or I know a busy time is coming up. Once that busy time is over, should I block off some time to use for this purpose? Which is also kind of funny to me, too, because recently I had a couple of major projects that I knew were finishing on this Friday afternoon that I'd worked for for a long time to finally get this to happen. And then our daughter Rosie got the flu and the very next day I got it also. And part of that was funny to me because I had basically planned to kind of hit a wall. I planned to like get this huge thing done and then stop. And frequently when you have a lot of stress and then it all of a sudden is over. You get sick. Yeah. Like that's a very common thing. It was just kind of ironic to me that the flu is going through our house and I got it at the exact moment that I had probably planned in some ways to get sick anyway. And it still happened. I feel like those kinds of things are they're predictable. Like if you can see the stress going up, you can see it coming down. You can almost pre-plan how your life is going to ebb and flow through those seasons. Yeah. And I think it's really important to have those be seasons and not just like your life. Like I'm all about having a busy season. We can do that. 
But I don't want to look back on the year and say this entire year was a busy season. I mean, obviously, we've got young children, so I feel like this well, year kind of is a busy season. Se- well, we're in a long season. <laughs> this yeah. is like a multi-year season. But I mean, to that point of, of seasons, one thing that I knew when I was a student, you know, back at high school and college, you know, it was a semester-based lifestyle. And so you'd have a few months of chaos, you'd have finals week, and then you would crash for the holiday season. You'd go back in January, school happens again. By May, it's done. And then the summer hits, and you can do whatever you want in theory. And the lifestyle of saying, I have a season of work and then rest, a season of work and then rest, is beautiful. I realize now as an adult, that's how I want to live all the time. The idea that I have just work Monday through Friday year-round all the time with an indefinite set of schedule, it just never stops. I that makes me scared. I that freaks me out because I don't want to think that my life will just keep going at that pace. Like there has to be a rhythm, or else I'm going to break down in that process. Right. Especially when your your working seasons or your busy seasons are so intense. Yes. Right. So like I, I can work and then take a break and then work and take a break. Like that is lovely to me. As long as the work I'm doing, either my professional life or my personal life, isn't exhausting so that I'm going to lead to burnout if I let it keep going that way. I would love to think that I can schedule my life in a way where these rhythms are the norm. And I I know that what's on paper and how things actually play out are two different things. But I think the challenge of productivity, especially in this conversation of stress, is knowing yourself really well. And to say that if I, for example, if I schedule on an eight-hour workday, all eight hours. That's a mistake for me. I can't do that because I know things are going to pop up. I'm going to change my mind. But if that's the same the same way with my, my week, all seven days are scheduled, my month, my year, overscheduling leads to this burnout to the degree that I have to significantly underplan and pre-plan for illnesses, for time off, for pivots, for things I don't see coming. It's this really bizarre sense of like, so severely underplanning, it looks like I'm not a high achiever anymore. It looks like I'm playing it easy, but I know like life does not work the way that I want it to on paper. So living in, and adjusting to that with the awareness of how things tend to go, which you know if you look back at the last year, how did the last year go? And then you pre-plan next year based on the expectation of chaos, which then seems to play out better. Well, and I think it's up to us to set the boundaries around the breaks that we want to have. So, you know, it's not always easy to just be like, I'm going to do less. I'm going to not schedule myself so busy. You know, I'm not going to schedule everything back to back. We don't always have control over like our, you know, our calendars. But I think we can't. and And I think that responsibility is on us to say, I am going to say no to this request for my time. I yes. am going to put this on my calendar, this break, and hold it and not let something creep in on that. I think it's so easy for us to say, oh, well, you know, stuff at church is really busy or stuff with my kids is really taking over. But like, it's up to us to hold the line on what we need to be our best selves in our church and work and home environments. And if that means that we need to take breaks, I don't think we can just wait for that to like happen naturally. I think it's going to take a lot more of like an intentional effort to say, I'm doing this. I need this. This is what's going to make me better and not feel like we're Uh, not feel guilty or something like that around like saying no or blocking off the time. That's a whole episode of the podcast all by itself of of boundaries and saying yes and no. It was not on my outline and we could go on a tangent for the next three (laughs) hours if you wanted to. But I think from that perspective, I want to wrap this up by asking the question, 
what would you do differently on our next retreat? Because we're going to have another one. Like that's, I think this was a really good experience for us and I want to repeat that, but do it better next time. So like right off the top, what would you like to see for our next retreat? I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I, um, you know how I am. I'm I mean, you're nostalgic. <laughs> very happy to go back to the same place. you are a traditionalist. Yes. Next year at this time. <laughs> exact same place. When we got seated at the same table oh at God. the restaurant two <laughs> nights in a row, it was so, it was my cup of tea. So the hotel has, you know, a restaurant built in and we went there on, it was Friday night and Saturday night for dinner. And we literally were sat at the exact same table both nights, you know, different waiters, but we were sat at the exact same place. It was just like. Tessa loves this. <laughs> she just, just loves like our it. table. It's our place. Yeah. I no, I don't have any immediate like would do differently. It'd be nice if it wasn't quite so cold on as it was on Sunday for us. It was like a bit chill. I thought it was nice. Yeah. It was a Tennessee winter day, which is not yeah. actually that cold. Right. So yeah. What so about, so what about th- you? Well, I was gonna say for me, doing things differently, ideally it would be longer. Like, ideally, I have the real chance to decompress before I bounce back. So for me, a weekend is great. And those are a nice to have as kind of even a spontaneous weekend of just saying we're going to get away for two nights. Totally great. But ideally for me, it'd be a solid week, like five to seven days. Uh, seven might be too long, but I want it to be long enough that I could really get into a nice rhythm and make it something different and then be able to come back from that much more actually refreshed to feel like I have ideas, I've got momentum built up, and I want to take that into my real life. And it just takes a while for me to decompress. And so if I have the chance to do that, I think that's the first thing I would do. Yeah. So any, any final thoughts on the weekend or, or decompression or, or stress? I mean, or? I think kind of to what you were just saying, I think that I have thought, like, I don't have time to do like a seven or 10 day or whatever retreat. You know, I don't always feel like I have time to do that, but I feel like even just like the short little weekend trip was, it filled my cup. Mm. Um, And I think for me, it was a nice length because I don't, you know, I don't want to be away from the girls for too long. I don't want to be away (laughs) from work at this time of year for too long. Um, And so I think to just, I think it's a reminder to myself, like it doesn't have to be a 14 day trip to you know, some like sort of retreat center. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be this big <laughs> thing to be good. It We can do sort of like a little mini vacation or staycation and still get some of the benefits. I'm with you that like, sure, a longer trip would allow us to like get in like to a different um, cadence of life. Um, but if that's not possible, then a smaller dose will work. Yeah, definitely. So this is our, our, our mini retreat, which was, you know, version one, successful. We'll come back again next year with an update on version two. If we pull off the same thing, we'll see <laughs> if we have the same experience or not. Uh, but Tessa, thank you again for being on the podcast. It's always lovely to have you here. My pleasure. And uh, if you have other, other ideas, things you want to discuss, let me know. You know where I live. You yeah. can probably bring by an idea or two and we could come back and you know talk some more. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> lovely. All right. Thank you. And for the action step this week, schedule your next retreat into the woods. It's amazing what a small getaway can do. Plan now to build margin into your calendar and ensure you get the regeneration you need to be at your best. And if you want to dig deeper into the world of productivity with amazing online audio and video courses taught by me, 
head over to jeffsanders.com slash courses. And of course, subscribe to this podcast in the app you have right now, or get the premium ad-free version at 5ammiraclepremium.com. That's all I've got for you here on the 5am Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.